Welcome to the Modern Age Christian Podcast. I'm the host, Nick Dyson, and I'm glad you're joining me for this episode. For today, we are going to be talking about the problem of just accepting be, being an average Christian. For me, this is something that I feel like I see a lot in churches, in the church community. I see it a lot even on social media, out on different platforms, where there are just a lot of average Christians. Now, before you jump to any conclusions, don't get me wrong, I am not talking about someone who is just an average person working an average job who is a Christian. I am specifically focused on the idea of being just simply average in your walk for Christ. And the problem or the concern that I have in that is there is a lot of Christians that they are just going through the motions. It is not about trying to grow their faith. It's not about what more they can do for Christ. It's not about learning or growing or how they can go and disciple others or teach others or spread the gospel in any way. They just want to go sit on a church pew, listen to a sermon, listen to a few songs and go home and that's it. That is what I'm afraid the average Christian is becoming. There's the issue, and it it comes up in the leadership and personal development space, where when you lose focus or the intentionality and you just accept being average, that you don't want to try to progress further, you don't want to try and gain more responsibility, you don't want to try and improve your skills, you're just happy in the place that you're at, and you don't want to do anything else. That can be a, a problem, and... I think that truly God wants us to have a desire to learn and grow and develop and do more for the kingdom. Now, in your job or your vocation, you may truly be content at office job as whatever you're doing, and you don't have desires to go and do anything else. But I don't think that's strictly right in the view of a Christian. I think as Christians, we should always want to be growing and developing and learning and doing more. It's not a matter of we arrive and we reach some pinnacle and it's we are the super Christian, we've hit the mark, and then we can just sit back and take it easy until eternity. I don't believe that's actually what God wants from us. And so I'm going to share a few verses from Romans, and we are going to talk about Just those thoughts for a few moments here. So in Romans chapter 12, I use this in teaching our uh, youth in kind of a different way not long ago, but I come across this in studying, but it's a really relevant scripture to this thought. I wrote down this thought, I think, a year, year and a half ago, uh, but I really want to discuss it for uh, this week's podcast episode. But Paul is writing to the church of Rome in Romans chapter 12, And he's talking about the marks of a true Christian. What are the characteristics or what are the traits of a true Christian? So I think it's relevant for us to look at this. And when we consider being an average Christian or being a true Christian based on the word of God, what does that actually mean? So let's look at the first few verses here. I'm going to read Romans chapter 12. Verses 9 through 12, and that's going to be our basis for this thought. In verse number 9, it says, Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, 
Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, to seek to show hospitality. So I actually read one additional verse there. But what Paul is writing to the church of Rome, he's addressing, and there's there's more even in the verses following, but I just want to stop at those first few for this thought here. But he's talking about your love being genuine. It's not just lip service. It's not you saying, oh, I'm a Christian. I love my neighbor. I love my church. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not lip service. It's not just words. It's you genuinely acting it out and demonstrating that you love others. That's what we're called to do. We're supposed to love Christ. We're supposed to love others as ourselves. We're supposed to love those that do not know Christ so we can share the gospel witness to them and let them know about the love of Christ. We are to demonstrate his love to us through us to other people. But yet I feel so often we we don't do that. So often we just settle with being average and it's, well, God loves me. He's saved me. He's pulled me out of my sin. And so I can just sit back and I love my fellow church members that look like me, dress like me, act like me, but we don't go and actually share anything else. And I'm afraid that is a dangerous place for our modern church to get to where we no longer have the urgency to go and to reach the unreached people or the people that have not heard the gospel, people in our community that maybe are not believers, they're not seeing the genuine love of Christ because we as Christians are maybe failing to go and reach them the way that we are supposed to. Paul in the same verse, he says, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. We live in a day that is full of compromising standards. And this is another dangerous place that Christians can get to where we settle for being average. Well, the world says this is okay, and my parents, they were okay with this, and we don't worry about what God's standards are. We line up what our beliefs, our viewpoint, our worldview, and what we model our lives after off what we're taught by the world and not based on the Bible we start to kind of slip and slide away from what God is teaching and God's standards that he has for us. We no longer stay away from what's evil. We kind of maybe have a little bit of it, or we don't mind if there's a little bit of it here, or we, we mess with a little bit of it there. And we hold fast to what's true, but maybe we take in a live, little of, of what's evil. Now, a good example of this, I actually uh, was sharing with my wife just a couple days ago that I heard this analogy that was used by someone connected to the Answers in Genesis uh, kind of website, social media. Um, but they were speaking and, and they shared that there was a certain point, there was like a, a gold rush and there was this jewelry factory or whatever, and they would wash away the the wastewater from their jewelry manufacturing. And in that wastewater was their sewage, it was the water that they had rent stuff off with, but there would be gold flakes in with that wastewater and that sewage water, and they were pumping it out into a, a river, stream, whatever that was out beside the factory. And the people in that community were poor, and they would go out into the sewage, into this wastewater, looking for gold and silver flakes 
because they that was better than their current situation. They thought that if they could just go and find a little bit of gold or a little bit of silver in all of the muck, in all of the mire, in all of the sewage, and just the disgusting everything that was around, that it would be okay because it would help them financially or with possessions because that little bit of gold and silver. And they would go out and they would find it. And maybe there was some good. Maybe they would find some gold. Maybe they would find some silver. But those people would come home every day and would smell like sewage. They would smell like that wastewater every day. And so the thought for Christians is you may be looking for things that are good. You may be looking for things that are right. And you may be finding them here and there and finding these little things. But if you're doing it while encompassed by the world and encompassed by evil and encompassed by sinful things, that little bit of good's not really going to matter that much because you're going to smell like sewage. You're going to smell and look and act like the world, and nobody's going to know that you are a genuine Christian. You're starting to get to the point or the scenario where you're just accepting being average. You want to fit in. You want to be part of the crowd rather than being one that stands out for Christ. Verse number 10, Paul writes and he says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Now, I think in in a lot of our society, we kind of do a gift for gift kind of mentality. Somebody buys us a birthday present, then we feel obligated to buy them one. Somebody buys us a Christmas gift, we feel obligated to give them something. And then we try, in some situations, we try to make sure the value is the same. If they give me a $25 gift, I need to give them a $25 gift. And we try to do this equal for equal type thing in gift giving and matching what people are doing. But what Paul is writing is he says, love one another with brotherly affection, but outdo one another in showing honor. It doesn't matter about the the gifts or the monetary value or those types of things. That is more of the love and compassion, the support and the honor show, shown between fellow believers of how you support one another. If somebody gives you some encouragement, go and give others encouragement. If somebody does something nice for you, pays it forward when you're able or when you can pay it forward to others. You kind of go that step further. How can you one up one another? I talked about it when I used the scripture a little bit with our our youth, where Paul is essentially telling them to try to one up one another. If somebody does something good for you, go do two things good for the next person and try to keep building because you want to be loving and compassionate. You want to share the love of Christ through your actions. Now, don't get me wrong. Our world is very much focused on the monetary and the financials and spending money. Not everything you do for people to be kind has to deal with money. It could be a kind word in a text message. It could be a handwritten appreciation note. It could be simple thank yous or helping them with something. You don't have to spend money to do kind deeds for people. But I'm afraid so often as average Christians or those that are accepting being average, it's easy just to give somebody a a $20 gift card or $20 in a card or, you know, $10 here and say that we did our part, we were helping. Well, what if instead of that $10, maybe an hour of your time or a couple hours of your time would have been more valuable to that person? Or even, maybe it's not even that long of a period of time. This this thought just hit me. What if it's simply talking to them on the phone or in person 
and giving them a supportive and listening ear. Rather than any money, any meal, buying them something, giving them a gift, what if it's just simply listening to them in their time of need? How can you go and serve and do things for others? That is what a true Christian should do, is they should desire and try to do more for others. Now, verse number 11, this is probably the the key core verse of this thought for this podcast episode. It says, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. It is do not be lazy in your passion and your commitment to the Lord and to serve faithfully. Be fervent in spirit, be almost fiery or passionate in your spirit. You want to go, you want to serve, you want to do, you want to grow in Christ, you want to go and do those things. Paul is telling them that if they're starting to get cold, they're starting to lose that passion, that zeal, they they need to kind of check up. That's the fear that I'm afraid a lot of Christians are in our modern society. They've lost the fervency that they have, and they are also becoming slothful in their zeal. It has become more of a routine and a habit to go to church. It has become more about how can we sit and listen to our songs, listen to our little 20-30 minute sermon, and we feel good about ourselves because we were in church and we leave and go our ways and nothing changes. That is a problem. We need to get back to Christians who are in their word. They are praying, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but they're in their word. They're finding ways to serve Christ. They're involved in ministry as they're able. They're making disciples as they go. They're sharing their testimony. They're letting people know what's going on and letting others around them see the love of Christ through their life. That is what we need Christians doing once again. But I'm afraid so many times, and I keep saying it, but I truly believe this, is that we have so many Christians who are just becoming complacent in where they are. They're no longer looking to grow. They're just settled for average. They're content exactly where they are. And there is no desire or intentionality to grow or to go any further for Christ. They just kind of want to ride it out until eternity. And I don't believe that's what God called us to do. So when you look at uh, verse 12, Paul writes, he says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Celebrate when things are doing good and going well. Be patient, wait, and trust on God when things are going bad. But always, no matter what the situation is, be in prayer. When you look at that verse, go read it, go look at it. That's the three parts of it is rejoice when things are good, be patient, trust God when things are bad, but always be in prayer. Always be looking to God in prayer. We have the verse in Scripture, pray without ceasing or pray without stopping. We have this, always be in prayer. We are supposed to live a life of prayer where we are praying always. And There's so many ways we can do that. It's not that we have to sit down, bow, close our eyes, have this one single quiet spot. You can pray driving down the road. Just don't close your eyes. That probably will not go over well. But you can pray driving down the road. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes on the road. But just talk to God. That's 
part of what prayer is, is you are speaking to God, letting your your needs, your wants known. You're praying about situations, things that are bothering you. You are talking to God. So have a conversation with God while you're driving down the road. Uh, one that is one of my prayer places is while I'm in the shower. I First thing I do every morning, I get out of bed and I go take a shower. Well, what better place to start my day than talking to God in the shower? That may sound absolutely crazy to you, but you find a place. You find a place that you can pray and talk to God. Now, it might truly be that you have an office or a study or a private place, a prayer closet that you can go and pray in. Wherever it is, have a place that you can spend time with God regularly in prayer. And again, your car may be your prayer place. Your shower may be your prayer place. Your bathroom may be your prayer place. Kind of sounds crazy, but it could be those places. You need to have a place that is a specific place that you give time to God, but then don't limit it to only that place. That may just be your starting point or your foundation area. But pray always, wherever you're at, whenever a situation comes up. And I think of a, a pastor that I know of. He's, he's a friend. And he was the type of person, when somebody asked him to pray about something, he stops and prays about it right then. It's not, I'll pray about it when I get home. I'll pray about it later. I'll pray about it, you know, uh, when, I, when I drive to this other place. Or, you know, let me go find a quiet place. He'll stop wherever he's at, in the middle of a coffee shop, a store, or uh, a meeting or whatever, and he'll like go over to a corner with you and he'll pray with you right then and there without hesitation. That kind of boldness and willingness to pray wherever and whenever is something I wish a lot more Christians would have. And so many times it's we, we have somebody that maybe they'll ask for prayer or we ask somebody for prayer and they say, yeah, I'll remember it or yeah, I'll put it on a prayer list. There's a lot of times, I, I talked about it in my episode, My Problem with Thoughts and Prayers. You can go back and listen to me talk about it then. But I'm afraid there's a lot of people that never actually take it and pray about it. They say they will, but they never actually do it. So I think as Christians, to avoid just being average, to avoid just being the content, complacent Christian, we need to get back to the intentionality, the fervency, the zeal, the passion to serve God. Because without that, what good are we doing? We're not helping our neighbor. We're not reaching our community. We're not sharing the gospel if we're just sitting on our hands and smiling and pretending everything's good and we go to our church service once a week, twice a week, however many times we go. We need to get back to serving God every day, wherever we're at, every facet of our life. That's what Christians really need to get back to. So the last verse that I read was 13. Um, he talks about contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Now, Paul goes on and he goes further and there's more that we could cover, but this is just kind of a final thought that I'll give you is those that are around us, our fellow believers, seek in ways to serve them and help them, whether it be through encouragement, it could be a nice text message, it could be a call, it could be supporting, it could be one-on-one uh, -on -one discipling, it could be helping with a small group, leading a small group. It could be volunteering at church or just very simple things, but those can help our fellow believers. But don't solely focus on your fellow believers and neglect those who are not in your church body. 
those who are outside of your church, they need to see the love of Christ. They need to see the passion, the love of Christ in you. They need to see that you are committed and you are not just some average Christian or Christian in name only. You are someone who truly believes what you say you believe and you want to see them know Christ. It's not about just going through the motions. It's not about just reading a verse of scripture a day, saying a little quick prayer over your meals and you sit in church once a week and that's it. We need to get back to Christians who have that desire and that goal of serving and growing in their faith with Christ. That's one thing that I truly believe. That's one thing that I'm trying to do with my social media content. This podcast is to teach and to share and address modern issues so that Christians know how to look at modern relevant topics, issues, things going on, and we can truly discern and grow in our discernment, grow in our wisdom, grow in our knowledge so that we will be more efficient Christians for the kingdom of Christ. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope you join me again producing a new podcast episode every couple of weeks. So be sure to look for another new episode in a couple weeks. On occasion, we may have a bonus episode. I'm working on some ideas to put out some more uh, videos, more podcasts on some bonus content. So be on the lookout. Be sure to subscribe, follow along, and I will see you guys in the next one.